What's up, everybody? My name is Adam Badger, and welcome to Talkin' Fit. What's up, guys? Thank you for listening to Talkin' Fit. I am recording this on July 14th, 2022, which is my 32nd birthday. So I wanted to go over the five reasons why I am in better shape at 32 than I was at 22 and the reason why I plan to be in better shape at 42 than I am at 32. Um, These are five things that I've paid attention to over the last 10 years, but really technically didn't start paying attention to most of these things until about, you know, I'd say five-ish years ago, five, four or five years ago. And some of them I've just even had to improve since then. So to kind of go over some of the differences in my overall life uh, and just why age shouldn't be an excuse uh, as to why you should be in worse shape every 10 years than you uh, as you get older. When I was 22, I didn't have my own business, so I worked less. Uh, you know, If you are a business owner, you know that you work way more as a business owner and you're also taking on a lot more stress. So at 22, my stress and workload was much less. I was working at, I believe I was working at like a supplement shop at the time, so I was working like a typical 40-hour-a-week retail job. You know, schedule was maybe a little bit weird, but the earliest I ever had to be into work was probably like 10 a.m. or 9 a.m., and uh, the latest I ever had to work was maybe like 9, 9.30 at night. I also didn't have a son or any kids. Uh, I wasn't married. I didn't have a house uh, or a house of my own. So uh, my responsibility was a lot less as well. Again, a lot less stress too. So I had more time on my hands, less stress, more freedom of schedule at 22 than I did at 32. So how can I be in better shape now when I have more time constraints, more stress, more of a workload? And it really just comes down to these five things. And these are the five things that I feel that can help anyone just progressively get into better shape over time. So uh, number one, is going to be just sticking to a program. So this was a big mistake I made in my earlier years of training. Like in general, I was progressively getting stronger just from the consistency of going. And I probably did some of the same exercises a lot. Like I was always into, you know, once I got into deadlifts and bench press and squats, I I, I kind of kept those in there uh, most of the time. But I never really tracked uh, my progress diligently. I would I would try to go into the gym and I maybe I try to go a little heavier than I did last week, but I didn't really have a set program that I was doing. And anytime I kind of started to get bored with something, I would switch it up. And now there's nothing wrong with switching things up, but I never started a program and followed it through. And honestly, I probably didn't do a legit program where someone programmed my sets, reps, and what weights I should be doing week to week. I probably didn't do that for the first time until I was like 26. And I didn't, and I, I probably did it for like eight to eight weeks maybe. And I didn't do it again until, I don't know, I was probably, probably close to, I don't know, I did another one probably when I was like 26. So probably two when I was 26. And then I did another one when I was probably like 30. And once I did it at 30, then I was like, smarter, more patient, knew more about training. And then I was like, oh, this shit actually works when you just stick to a fucking program. So it's not to say that like I got zero results for 10 years, obviously. I was super, super consistent, but I got way better results in the last like two years 
just from sticking to a program. And I'm talking about this in terms of just my overall performance. So I'm kind of categorizing these. So this is in terms of my performance, meaning I'm stronger, joints feel better. Uh, I can, you know, I have better conditioning. I'm a more well-rounded, uh, you know, individual, meaning like I feel like my balance of strength and, you know, cardiovascular conditioning is pretty good. Obviously, we can always improve on these things, but right now, I feel like they're way, way better than they were at 22 because at 22, all I did was focus on was I wanted to do like a bodybuilding split and I would just kind of do random workouts and, you know, I would push myself and work out hard, but I just never was on a program and tracked my progress. And the purpose of this also, this podcast also, is to just close the gap for you guys. So if you're someone who resonates with any of this stuff I'm saying, you feel like you're making these mistakes now, you don't have to wait 10 years to see changes. You just got to start doing them now. So uh, sticking to a program is the main thing that has really helped take my performance and my you know f- body composition, physique, the, the way I look, it's been able to take it to a, a different level because I'm just not switching things up too frequently. I'm sticking to a specific program for you know eight to 12 weeks at a time, and then I can switch things up after that. Uh, number two, and this one is more related to my body composition, meaning how I look, how I feel I look without a shirt on when I'm, you know, Uh, in a bathing suit or something like that, I think, I believe, and I I mean, I know, I look way better at 32 than I did at 22. And the reason why is uh, flexible dieting. Being able to fit foods into my diet that uh, I would try to avoid a lot when I was 22. So now this, this might sound weird to most people, especially if you're in the mindset I was when I was 22, which is, you know, when I was 22, I was all about like clean eating. I would eat like, you know, just plain chicken and rice or egg whites and oatmeal for breakfast. And I would just eat very plain foods. I would be like, I, I don't need, I don't need dessert. I also didn't drink alcohol like at, at 32, like I'll have a drink once or twice a week. Um, if I go to a wedding or if I go on vacation, I'm maybe drinking more than that. But like I drank alcohol at 32. I didn't drink alcohol at 22. I actually didn't drink alcohol for the first time until I was like 27. So, and I remember being in way better shape at 27, 28 than I was at 22. So to to put that in perspective for you, when I was 22, I tried not to eat dessert. I tried to eat very, very clean. I didn't drink alcohol. And I was in better shape when I was 28 to 32 when I was eating dessert, when I was drinking alcohol. So how is that possible? And the reason is flexible dieting. Because you're going to relate to this a lot. When I was a clean eater back when I was, you know, 22, that clean eating, in quotes, only applied to when I was paying attention, right? So I ate what I thought and believed or convinced myself was clean. And I was like, I don't drink, I don't eat, I don't eat dessert. But when I did like have like a cheat day, I still wouldn't drink, but like I would go way overboard, right? I would literally eat like an entire Domino's pizza, an entire thing of cheesy bread, and like a pint of Ben and Jerry's. And that would be easily 6,000 calories in that one meal. That would probably throw off my entire week. And I also didn't track when I was 22. I didn't track my, my calories. I didn't track my protein. I was just eating what I thought was clean food. So what was happening was I was overeating a lot but without even realizing it. Because in my mind, I'm like, well, I'm eating clean. And then I would eat clean. And I was probably eating more than enough calories during the week. And then on the weekend, if I had a cheat day, I would go way, way over. So it would throw off my entire week. 
but I didn't know this because I wasn't tracking my calories. And because I demonized certain foods, when I had the opportunity to eat them, I would more than likely overeat on them. And then it would throw me off my whole week. And I didn't know how to balance that out. And the behavior that led to was whenever I felt like I was getting fatter than I wanted, I would start just crash dieting. I would just start cutting out carbs. I would start just doing more cardio. And I would end up like losing a majority of the strength that I had put on. I would feel flatter. I wouldn't feel like I was leaner. I would just feel like weaker and depleted. And then that would get frustrating. So then I would go back to eating the way I was eating before because I was like, well, fuck it, it's not working. Sound familiar? <laughs> That's what I was doing. Now I apply a flexible dieting approach. And this is the main thing that I, I coach my clients on is that there are no good and bad foods. I just have developed habits over time that keeps my calorie intake pretty controlled 80 to 90% of the time. And then when I do want to indulge, I don't feel the need to go binge eat. And I have much more self-control now because these foods aren't a novelty. I know that I can have them whenever I want. I'm just choosing not to eat them every single day. So when it comes to something like pizza, I don't eat pizza every single day. But I know if I want to have a slice of pizza, I can. So when I do have pizza, I can easily eat two slices and be good and not feel the need or the want to eat more than that. And I have better hunger cues, better hunger hormones. I know when I'm full and I don't feel the need to push past that limit. And I also am more in tune with how I feel versus just what I want to do. And there's a huge discrepancy between those two. Tracking or basing your decisions off of how you feel versus just what you want to do in the moment is a really good mindset shift to make. So I know even if I want to eat a whole pizza pie, I know I'm going to feel like shit afterwards. So I can make the choice to only have two slices, taste it, know it tastes good, move on, and not feel deprived. That is a huge mindset shift for me, and it's a huge mindset shift that I see clients make when they can have these foods and they don't feel the need to overeat them because they know they're not off limits. So the flexible dieting approach has legitimately changed my whole life, and it all started when I started to track my food. Really, that's when it started because I didn't ever track food. I think I, I mean, I've been working out consistently. I'm 32 now. I started working out, you know, when I was. 13, 14 in that range. So I've now been working out more than half my life. And I didn't ever track anything until once when I was like 24. So you're talking like 10 years in, I found out about like tracking macros. And I remember tracking, and <laughs> this is going to sound familiar for clients who've worked with me. I started tracking and I was like, wait, how am I going to eat all these carbs? And it was so hard for me to eat more carbs because I was just so used to naturally. Uh, naturally eating less carbs, eating low carb. Sorry, I had to fix my uh, microphone wire. So I was just so used to eating low carb because I just read things that said that carbs were bad for you. So I didn't even realize I was eating low carb most of the time. And that's why like, I probably wasn't getting the best workouts in the world. And then when I started tracking and trying to eat more carbs, I had such a fear of like, oh my God, I can't eat all these carbs, like I'm gonna get fat. And I was completely turning a blind eye to these cheat days that I would have where I was probably eating, you know, 150 grams of sugar and like 250 grams of fat and all these calories. But I was like, no, no, I eat low carb most of the time, right? It's, it's a very weird mind fuck because we just turn a blind eye to this, this bad behavior that throws us completely off track. And we're only judging ourselves on the 
uh, you know, what we qualify as like the ideal times when you're eating clean, right? So the flexible dieting approach from a body composition standpoint, just an overall lifestyle standpoint, has been a complete game changer for me. For me. I mean, even just talking about now and thinking back on it, I'm just like, wow, like that was crazy. Like that was really stupid the, the way I was doing things because uh, I was just, oh, I'm a clean eater. I don't eat dessert. I don't drink alcohol. Like I'm, I eat so healthy. And then I would just be having these all out cheat days and completely throwing off my whole week and then getting frustrated that I, w- I didn't have the body that I wanted. And now, you know, I can eat, you know, a bagel for breakfast and, or have a slice of pizza or have a drink on a Tuesday night with my wife and it doesn't throw off my my progress at all because I know that it's fitting into my day and I can manage my calories and I, I understand those concepts. So flexible dieting from a body composition standpoint, complete game changer. From a digestive standpoint. So now this one's very important. I know it's not as sexy as, uh, you know, body composition and lifting weights and, you know, being able to eat ice cream when, when you want. Like, I know that's that's the sexy stuff. But if your digestion sucks, meaning that you feel bloated all the time or constipated or you maybe have, like, irritable bowel or just you, you just have, like, a ton of digestive issues, you need to pay attention to your food quality. Now, this was something that I did not do for a long time. I only paid attention to if I was eating clean or not, right? Just going back to what I was just talking about before. I would just eat clean and I wasn't paying attention to like the food quality. So I would be eating like chicken and rice, but I didn't like pay attention to like, I would just buy the cheapest chicken or the cheapest rice. I would just buy the cheapest eggs. Like I would just, you know, I was 22, so I didn't have any money. And as I've gotten older, mainly due to my wife being very, uh, if you, you guys have heard Meg on this podcast before, she's very, very knowledgeable, very smart. Uh, very into just you know eating good quality foods and she's totally she has a very good relationship with food in the sense of she can eat what she knows she needs to eat most of the time but if she wants to have ice cream or if she wants to have a bagel or if she wants to eat something that doesn't fit those those templates she just doesn't and doesn't care so she'll go um, if she wants a cookie she'll eat a cookie if she wants to order pizza she'll order pizza she just doesn't do it every single day so she stays in good shape but she doesn't have guilt when she does those things so she has a very healthy relationship with food but she turned me on to spending the extra couple of bucks on getting better quality foods and paying attention to those things that has been a complete game changer for me personally because I had a ton of digestive issues. I was someone who took just like a lot of supplements, uh, like, you know, just the bullshit that doesn't even work. So I would be taking like drinking like two protein shakes a day. I'd be getting the cheapest eggs I could find, the cheapest chicken I could find. I'd be in like a tuna out of a can or whatever it was. And yes, flexible dieting allows you to eat foods that don't, you know, aren't quote unquote like healthy and fit them into your diet. But if you're just jumping jumping through hoops to try to fit any sort of processed food into your diet that you possibly can, or you're not paying attention to the quality of food most of your time, it's going to affect you digestively. And even if you are getting leaner, it's just not fun if you feel like shit all the time. I mean, even at my leanest and even at my wife's leanest, we had a bunch of digestive issues because we were just not paying as much attention as we should to the quality of the food that we eat. Now we'll spend a couple extra dollars to go to a farm and get like organic grass-fed beef. We'll spend the extra couple bucks to get you know the good eggs that you know, have like the orangey yolk instead of just the bright yellow yolk. And do I think that these things are going to like make or break you? Like if you can't afford them, does it mean you're fucked? No. 
but if you have the extra couple of bucks to buy better quality foods, you will notice on day one that you feel way better. Not only because it tastes better, but you're not gonna have as much digestive issues. And just also with the food quality is that now at 32, I don't eat out as much as I did at 22. So even when I was eating clean at 22, I would still eat out way too much. I would go to Chipotle. I would go to Subway. I would get the what I thought were the clean or the healthier versions of things. But still, I was eating a bunch of processed crap that was uh, had a you know someone else's cooking it or it's frozen food and it just all that shit basically just makes you feel like shit. So now I eat out less, and when I do eat out, I go somewhere that I like and I get a meal that I like. I don't worry about the calories, but I'm still eating better quality foods most of the time. So cutting back on eating out and getting better quality foods in the house has been a game changer for me digestively. Um, And then number four is going to be sleep. Now, again, I have a business now. I wake up at 4 a.m. now. I didn't wake up at 4 a.m. when I was 22. I have a son who's almost two, so he's up in early in the morning, even on the weekends, or sometimes he has trouble sleeping at night. So how do I get better sleep at 32 than I did at 22? Because at 22, I didn't have to wake up at 4 a.m. I didn't have a son. I didn't have as much responsibility, but I did not pay attention to sleep hygiene. I would stay up late for no reason. Like I would be the person who got out of work at 9.30 and would like, see if a friend wanted to meet up or see if my girlfriend at the time wanted to do something, right? And then I would stay up till 11 or 12 and then go to bed and then, you know, it would just throw throw things off or I'd look at my phone late at night. I didn't really pay attention to sleep. And then going into my years as a trainer, I was always like, oh, I can, you know, team no sleep. I can, I can, I can survive on four hours of sleep. And I would be waking up at 4 a.m. but still going to bed at like uh, 10, 11 o'clock or falling asleep on the couch. And I didn't really have like a bedtime Routine. I was just kind of like living life, right? And again, not drinking or anything. It just, I was just not paying attention to my sleep. Now I really prioritize my sleep and I really make it a point to as often as possible try to get to bed at a reasonable time for the time that I have to wake up the next day. So what this does is the times when I do have the option to have fun or stay out a little bit later, I genuinely enjoy it and it's a novelty. Like I went to a wedding on Saturday and I went to a concert on Friday. So those are two nights in a row that I was up later, than, way later than I normally am. But I enjoyed the experience of it because I'm, I'm not used to that. So I'm not saying that everyone has to go to bed as early as me. But if you know your wake up time, you know the time of day that you have to get up or the time of the morning that you have to get up during the week, you should prioritize trying to get to bed and starting your bedtime routine so that you can get seven to eight hours of sleep. Now, again, when you have babies and you have kids, it makes it way harder, I know. But you have to take advantage of the opportunities when they come about. So if your kids go down easy that night, instead of staying up and watching two hours of Netflix, get to bed. I know it sounds like a small sacrifice right now, or you might be like, ah, but I like to watch my shows. That small sacrifice, you will feel completely different the next day. Like literally getting a good night's sleep is like having steroids and caffeine wrapped into one. You get a really good night's sleep, you feel like a fucking superhero the next day. Now imagine that compounded over getting multiple good night's sleep over time. And that's how I'm able to get up early, not take naps, work most of the day, take care of a baby, Um, not to go off on a whole tangent, but like I still train in-person clients. I have 40 plus online clients. 
I do the podcast. I do my own content. I have a son. I have a marriage. I have a house. I have things I have to do. I'm not perfect. I'm not a superman by any means, and I fuck up a lot. But I have the energy to get the stuff needed to get done for the day and without feeling like shit all day because I train effectively. I eat good foods. I'm flexible with my diet, and I try to get good sleep whenever I can. Now, the last one, number five, is the most important one. This one is going to trump all the other four. This is the make or break as to why I am in better shape at 32 than I was at 22 and the reason why I would be in better shape at 42 than I am at 32. This is the number one reason. So even if all these other things are in place, this is the number one reason uh, that will make or break it. I have not stopped. I have not quit. And I know that sounds very cliche but the truth is i have been consistently putting in effort for the last 10 years and 10 plus years like i said i started when i was 14. so even though i made the mistake of not doing you know the correct programming even though i made the mistake of being an all-or-nothing dieter even though i made the mistake of not paying attention to my food quality even though i made the mistake of not paying attention to my sleep at the end of the day i was always trying at least trying to get better and I stayed consistent, meaning I was showing up to my workouts, I wasn't skipping weeks at a time, I wasn't completely falling off for months at a time, I stuck to it and I knew that I had goals and even if I wasn't achieving them in the immediate future and I didn't know why, I never fucking stopped and I don't plan on stopping anytime soon and that is why I'm in better shape at 32 than I was at 22 is because I just didn't fucking stop. I didn't quit. I didn't take long periods of time off. I always kept showing up and if you continue to do that, the other stuff will fall into place. But if you don't want it to take 10 years and you want to shorten that gap and get it all into place in more like one to two months, then that's why I have a job. That's why I'm a coach. I help people do that. But the key is, above all else, as you improve these things, it's just don't fucking stop. Don't take long periods of time off where you're just like, oh, it's the summer. I'm going to fall completely off my diet for two months. Or I think I'm going to take a break from working out because it's the holidays and you know it's kind of hectic. Always keep going and keep looking for the small wins along the way, and you'll be in better shape in 10 years than you are today. But you got to follow you know, these five things most of the time. Thank you for listening, guys. Uh, I appreciate you guys. On my 32nd birthday, I am extremely grateful for anyone who listens to this, anyone who's trusted me as their coach. And uh, yeah, have a great day, and I hope you enjoyed it.